listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, Ontario. It is 5 p.m. and this is the Kingston Curator. I'm your host, Christina Laurie, and this week we have a really fun episode with not one, but two guests. To start us off, I sat down with Modern Fuel's very own Executive Director, Kate Allen. Kate is a local poet and multidisciplinary artist who's been refining their skills for over 20 years now, and they came by to tell us all about Modern Fuel Artist-Run Centre, which is a long-running, non-profit group in Kingston facilitating the presentation, interpretation, and production of contemporary arts of various mediums. Modern Fuel has lots of exciting stuff coming up with their current summer exhibitions, 45th anniversary celebrations, upcoming August residency, and more. So without further delay, here's Kate on all things Modern Fuel Artist Run Center. Okay, Kate, would you like to introduce yourself and your role with Modern Fuel? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So my name is Kate and I'm the new executive director at Modern Fuel. Um, I am a poet and performance artist and over the past couple of years have been getting into more uh, visual art through painting and making things with my hands. Awesome. And for those who don't know, would you like to just give a brief description of what Modern Fuel is? <laughs> Absolutely. So Modern Fuel is an artist-run center. Um, we were formerly called the Kingston Artists Association Incorporated, and we were located down on Queen Street at the time. So lots of people in the community definitely remember us from when we were right downtown. Um, we're now located on the top floor of the Tet Center. And we uh, do a, we offer a wide variety of arts programming for the community. So we have three gallery spaces. Um, we have a new media workspace with a bunch of really interesting tech and equipment that's available. Um, we put out an arts and culture publication. We do workshops and different uh, professional development uh, opportunities for local artists, students, curators, and just anybody who's generally interested in art. Awesome. And I was actually going to ask about the spaces just because you sort of brought them up. It was main window and state of flux. Did you want to get into the names of it? I thought they were neat. Yeah. So um, the main gallery is our largest space. Um, it takes up kind of most of the gallery. The state of flux is a project space. So uh, as the name implies, um, it, its role has kind of adapted over the years uh, to fit the changing needs of the community and the organization. And then the window gallery faces the hallway of the Tet Center. So it's a really great way for people who are just passing by and might not come into Modern Fuel to um, be exposed to contemporary art. So cool. And right now in all those galleries, you have your summer exhibitions that have opened till July 29th. Is that right? Uh, yeah. So that's correct. Um, in our main gallery, we have Christy McDonald's Documents from Antarctica. Um, so it's a whole collection of these really neat envelopes that um, were all mailed out from Antarctica at the same day and time um, in the 1950s for Operation Deep Freeze. Um, so she's been um, collecting those from different parts of the world, um, as well as a couple other prints and transparencies um, that make up the larger collection. And then in our state of flux, we have Hiba Ali's Rough as Silk. Um, and Hibba's work invites our, uh, the visitor to inhabit the figure of the silkworm. And it kind of explores stories about the Swahili Indian Ocean afterlives, uh, servitude and slavery, and the role of silk in the Swahili Indian Ocean world. And then in the window, we have the first part of our annual juried exhibition. The theme this year is moving forward, looking back. It's kind of our broader theme for the whole year. Um, and so our members were invited to submit an old work and a new work that would be displayed alongside each other to show, you know, their uh, progress within their practice and how maybe it has changed or perhaps not. Um, so all of those shows are open right now and they'll be open until July 28th um, 
we will have a closing reception at the gallery from 7 to 9 p.m. And that's when they will all close. And then the second round of our juried exhibition will open um, in August. So it's kind of in two parts to fit in the window space. So much stuff going on. And also, in addition to that, you guys have your virtual gallery, which I was curious about because there's so much content there. Did you want to get into that a bit? Yeah, the virtual gallery uh, kind of emerged during COVID as a way that we could support our community and stay connected with artists at a time when connection was a lot more difficult. So the virtual gallery um, showcase local and artists from around the area and uh, is just an opportunity to help spread awareness about a lot of the talent in our community. I was just going to ask, maybe you're not allowed to be partial, but I was going to ask if there was one exhibition at Modern Field, whether past or present, that you just particularly, it's just, you just hold it close to your heart. <laughs> you really liked it. In April, we had a show, a group show called Etude Vivant, and it was a collection of artists from across the country who all presented works that incorporated different aspects of human and more than human relationships. So they all circled around nature and um, just different components of all aspects of the living world. Um, and it was a really, really beautiful show. It was the last show that was curated by our former executive director, Anne-Sophie. And um, it, it incorporated video, um, you know, like uh, prints, drawings, uh, this beautiful piece of floor art. Um, it, it was really amazing. I quite enjoyed that. Sounds beautiful. Pivoting a bit, you have your 45th anniversary coming up. So I know you're digitizing your archives. Do you want to talk about a bit about that and then maybe any other 45th anniversary celebrations you have coming up? Yeah, so we are very excited to be celebrating our 45th anniversary this year. Um, the theme for our year as a whole is moving forward, looking back, as I mentioned. So um, it uh, is kind of this process of examining our history, going through our archives, um, and then, you know, um, trying to figure out how we can move forward um, and creating a vision for the future of the organization that's informed by our past. Um, so thanks to the Canada Council for the Arts, we received a grant to digitize our archives. Um, we have a lot of content in there and a lot of work that um, has not been seen in the public realm for decades now. A lot of things that, you know, took place before the internet. So it's a really great opportunity for those works to come back out into the daylight and kind of have a second life. So we're really excited um, to be doing that work. And it'll be ongoing throughout the year. We are developing um, a special website that's just for all of our archival content because there is a lot of it. Um, so yeah, we are very excited about that. We have some other exciting anniversary things planned throughout the year. Um, and another exciting thing that we have on the go is our Shallow Dives workshop series. So that's funded through the City of Kingston Art Fund ADAPT grant. And um, it's a series of introductory workshops. Um, they're free. All of the supplies are provided for participants. And it's just an opportunity for folks in our community to get to explore a new type of art medium that they might not otherwise have access to. And we've partnered with a bunch of local businesses like the Grad Club, uh, Taiwan On Creativity Bar in the West End, Kingston School of Art, um, BSC Skate Shop, and a couple other places in town to offer the workshops at their locations so that people in our community can um, engage with the arts directly in the community instead of having to come out to the gallery. So, so awesome. Yeah, yeah I love they've that. been really, really successful. People have really enjoyed them. So it's been really fun. When are those going till? Uh, they will run until the end of August. So our, our next one is next Saturday, um, July 23rd, and that'll be Introduction to Calligraphy. 
Awesome. Oh, yeah. so cool. Just a bit about digitizing the archives. Yeah. I was going to ask, was there anything, I'm sure you have lots of answers to this because it's 45 years worth of content, but um, did you have something really interesting that you guys found that you just thought was so cool? There's been a lot of really interesting things. Modern Fuel uh, has done a lot over the years. It's, I think the thing that has been really um, interesting to me is that much of the stuff that we've been discovering um, are themes that we're still grappling with today. So, you know, there was a lot of um, work around censorship. Um, there was a lot of work around, um, you know, the uh, nuclear war um, during the Cold War. So it's been really interesting just seeing how a lot of these things we are still um, grappling with today. So cool. Yeah. And so we're already halfway through July, which is insane, but that means coming up in August, you have your Long Days Artist Residency coming up. Did yeah. you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, I'm really excited about the residency. So we have four artists who are going to be taking over the gallery spaces for the month of August, and um, we're, we're turning the galleries into studio space. So Long Days was also, um, it was formed in during the pandemic in response to the lack of affordable studio space in Kingston. So it's really difficult for artists to have space to be able to create, um, let alone just pay our rent. <laughs> so yeah, we are turning the galleries over to the artists just to create. And we have the artists that um, will be involved have a wide range of mediums that they'll be working in. So there's a bunch of different uh, art forms that we will be um, presenting and the artists don't have to complete a finished project by the end of it. Um, but they will be presenting an artist talk, um, for the community just to talk about their experience with the program and how, um, it has, you know, shaped their artistic practice. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. It'll be nice just to have the space fill with people creating, um, as well. We do a lot of presentation of art, so mm -hmm. it'll be really nice to offer space for folks to create art as well. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like your summer is already packed, but what else do you guys have coming up that you're, you're allowed to talk about? <laughs> so we, um, we will be launching the next issue of our arts and culture publication. It's called Siphon, um, and that will be coming out in the fall. The theme this year is futurisms. So we have a lot of really wonderful um, uh, contributors, and there will be kind of a, a mix of content in there from visual art, poetry, long-form writing, creative writing, you know, the whole thing. Um, so that will be coming out in the fall. And then later in the fall, we will also be having um, a celebration to, you know, celebrate 45 years of modern fuel, 45 years of contemporary art in Kingston. Um, so people can stay tuned for more info about that. And if anybody's interested in any more info, um, all of this can be found on our website at modernfuel.org. Perfect. And how can people support Modern Fuel and maybe get involved? Yeah, so um, we are always very happy for um, new folks to sign up as members. So we do offer membership um, and our members have opportunities to have their work presented in two group shows that take place throughout the year. Our members also get access to our equipment rentals and our new media workspace. So we have some really cool stuff in there. We have a drone, we have a sound laser, we have a bunch of um, video cameras and iPads and stuff like that. So those are all available for our members. Um, donations are always welcome. They make a really big impact for Modern Fuel to be able to um, strengthen you know, our, our um, self-sufficiency and continue going for another 45 years. So that's always wonderful. Um, and otherwise just come out to the galleries. We love seeing people talking about the shows, um, just getting to engage with our community. 
Fantastic. So I think that's all the questions I had for you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. As you just heard Kate say, there's lots to look forward to at Modern Field, so be sure to follow them on social media and check out their website, modernfield.org. Or just go visit them at the Tet Center. That's 370 King Street West. They are open to the public and their hours are Tuesday to Saturday, 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Now returning to our second guest today, Writers Fest Artistic Director Aaron McCulley sat down to chat about the event coming up in late September. Their diverse programming includes over 30 unique events for readers of every age and taste, and they actually just had their launch party last night on Wednesday, July 13th, where they announced this year's lineup. So here's my conversation with Era for more on that. Okay, Era, would you like to introduce yourself and your involvement with Writers Fest? Sure. Uh, so my name is Era McCauley, and I am the Artistic Director of Kingston Writers Fest. I've been with the festival in different roles since 2015, but stepped into this one at the end of 2020. So this is my first time doing an in-person festival. Nice! So it's the 14th festival, right? It is. And that's yeah. including the virtual ones in the past? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. awesome. So you guys just put out a tentative events sheet, 30 plus events. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So 30 plus uh, onstage events. And then we also have our writer studio classes and some school visits, which we have back this year. And I'm very happy about. Awesome. I just thought there's events sort of for everyone. So did you want to give a few examples of events planned? Sure. Yeah. So the festival is really um, for the community. And so as you mentioned, there's um, programming for all ages and all different genres. Uh, We have things like uh, fiction. We've got Heather O'Neill opening up um, with a historical fiction book on Wednesday night. We also have thrillers. We've got Ian Reid for that and Nita Prose with a kind of a cozy mystery. And then on the nonfiction side, we have uh, Dr. Gabor Mate, which is our marquee Thursday event, talking about the connection between mental illness and addiction and trauma. And then we have our big idea panel, which is always the sort of cherry on top on Saturday night with Carol Off. And she's got Taja Issen, um, Stephen Marsh and Robin Maynard talking about the weaponization of words. So the way that um, politicians and other individuals have taken words like fascist and dictator and woke and spun them for their own reasons. So I think that'll be uh, a lot of fun. We've also, speaking of fun, got um, uh, Ali Hassan, who is a stand-up comedian, author, and host of Canada Reads, doing a literary trivia night for us this year. Uh, there's also poetry, there's francophone programming, um, environmental issues, so yeah, th- and food events. So This is all over five days, This right? is all over five yeah. days, yeah. <laughs> so genre and emotional roller coaster in the best way possible yes. for five days. Yeah. Love that. And there's also a writing retreat, isn't there? There is, yeah. So that is something um, we've done... T- sort of in a really concerted way um, for the last five or so years. Um, So it's 12 different authors, um, all award-winning authors, and they're doing intensive two-and-a-half-hour classes on different points of writing craft. So um, given the themes this year, uh, which is really looking at identity and mental health and activism, there are classes, a lot of classes on um, biography, writing your own story, um, how to do an effective interview, 
um, and then also how to get published and everything kind of in between. So it, it should be really interesting. You also have some events that you're running. Did you want to talk about your specific events? Uh, yeah. So on, on Wednesday night, which is the opening night, I will be interviewing Ian Reid. Ian is a local author. He has uh, he started out doing really heartwarming memoirs, you know, stories about him w- living with his grandmother. And then he took sort of a sharp turn and is now doing really creepy thrillers. Um, so he wrote I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which was made into a movie by Charlie Kaufman. Um, then he wrote Foe, and he's back with another one this year called We Spread. Uh, so we've had him at the festival a lot of times. He's a really great guy, and uh, it's a really cool-sounding book, so I'm really excited about that. And then the other one on Saturday is with Nita Prose. Nita Prose is... Um, the alias of Nita Pronovo, who works for Simon & Schuster. So she's um, she's worked in the publishing industry for years and years and years, and then was inspired. Um, she was uh, on vacation, and she had an idea that she wrote down on a napkin about a maid who is tangled up in a whodunit kind of murder. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ended up in a six-figure bidding war. Everybody wanted it. It's already been optioned for a movie with Florence Pugh. And so I'm going to talk to her about writing that story and about what it it feels like to be on the other side of of the publishing industry as as a best-selling author right off the bat. I mean, you've said a few here, but you just announced your whole lineup. Mm -hmm. Was that last night, Wednesday? It was last night, yeah. So how was the launch party? Great. Um, So we... You know, this year I think is really about focusing on the community, coming back uh, in person. And so we wanted uh, it to feel comfortable and cozy and intimate. And um, so we held it at a new event space downtown, which is Curate Social, which is a gorgeous uh, spot on King Street East. I'd highly recommend it. Um, And we had uh, a lot of our sponsors and supporters there local authors. We had Sarah Tiang reading there. Um, Sarah will be at the festival with her fantastic new poetry collection called Grappling Hook. Um, So yeah, it was just a really great uh, opportunity to see a lot of faces that we haven't seen in a couple of years. And just to be in that room with that energy and and have it live was so encouraging. And of course, we got to announce the lineup and it's always nice, you know, you get excited when you're, (laughs) you're programming in your office, but to hear people go ooh is always is always rewarding because it's like oh good we've done it right exactly all coming to fruition finally so how many authors were there in total um we have about I think it's about 46 authors Mm -hmm. um that doesn't include um, a lot of our moderators are authors as well Mm -hmm. we've really tried to focus on uh, supporting local talent so we have a lot of local authors participating and then most of our moderators are from the community as well so people will see a lot of familiar faces and and it's really just a celebration of the incredible talent that we have here um I mean, we also have lots of international names um, or internationally renowned names. Uh, So uh, Joshua Whitehead is one that I'm really excited about. Uh, He's going to be coming here with his new memoir, which looks at uh, indigeneity and being um, a two-spirit person in a bridge sort of between two cultures. Um, Then we have... uh, 
uh, Guy Gavriel Kay in our author author event. So he's um, he doesn't like to be called a fantasy fiction author, but a lot of his worlds uh, it's it's a historical fantasy. So it's kind of a parallel to the reality that we exist in. But he's a beautiful writer. We have Eva Stashniak, uh, Shyam Salvadurai, uh, Rawi Haj, and then um, for our closing night event or closing afternoon event, we have something new called the Last Chapter Brunch, which is going to happen at the Four Points Sheridan, and that's with David Adams Richards. And David has won a Gemini for his screenwriting. He's won the Giller Prize, he's won the Governor General Literary Award, and he's also won uh, the Matt Cohen Prize for uh, history of like the celebrating your body of work as an artist. Um, he's also a senator and a member of the Order of Canada, so that's going to be a, a great way to talk cap things off. Um, I should mention as well, um, for, for local people, uh, we lost a really incredible author this year with Stephen Hyten. Um, he was uh, very well known to the community and the, uh, to the Canadian literary scene as well, um, over 40 year career. Um, so on the Sunday night as, or Sunday as well at the Four Points, we are going to be doing an open mic celebration in recognition of, of him and his uh, contribution to the community, and that is a free event. That's lovely, thank you for mentioning that. Mm -hmm. And also such a star-studded yeah. cast coming. <laughs> Was there any, I know you're not allowed to play favorites, but <laughs> is there any particular events, whether it's because they're new or just it's like something close to your heart mm -hmm. that you're really excited about? Well, I, I think one of the exciting things about getting to have more hands-on uh, role in the programming is is playing or well you know having a little bit more say over the the kinds of uh, fiction or or non-fiction that you're really keen on um, I really enjoy experimental fiction and I know that's not for everyone um, but uh, one of the things that I started last year was a late nights with Kingston Writers Fest program and that's to showcase um, things that are a little more more edgy, a little more out there. Um, so this year, I'm really excited. We have um, author John Elizabeth Stincy with their sophomore novel, My Volcano. Um, it is getting rave reviews. Um, it is very strange, but very beautifully written. Um, it's the story of a volcano suddenly rising in Central Park one day, and then it just has ripple effects, um, which are, I mean, phantasmagorical we'll say <laughs> um and it, it's got autobiography and eco horror um and uh body horror elements but it's also just got these really touching beautiful moments so um if if people are open to something a little weird I think they'll really enjoy that one Awesome. I mean, I'm already adding to my reading list right now, but yeah. did you guys post a reading list for people to... We did. Okay. Yeah. So every author and every book that we're featuring at the festival is uh, available in one handy guide with links to um, to their publisher websites for more information. Um, and of course, here in Kingston, we partner with Novel Idea Books. They're our on-site um, festival partner, but they're also bringing in the books right now, so people can go downtown and pick them up before they get sold out. <laughs> Fantastic. And where can folks get tickets? Uh, so tickets uh, officially go on sale on the 15th, but if someone were to go on our website before then, they might be in for a pleasant surprise. Um, so if you visit kingstonwritersfest.ca, uh, our schedule at a glance is there now. Our program guide, our virtual program guide is going to be up on the website shortly. Um, 
um, and then you can see all the events there and purchase them directly from the website. Uh, if you're walking around downtown, it, it, you can pick up bookmarks uh, at different shops, or if you see one of our posters, they all have QR codes on them. And if you scan that, that brings you right to our virtual program guide, so you can uh, be carrying the program around in your pocket. <laughs> Great. And that's September 28th to October October 2nd, yes. Okay, great. And then is the retreat over those same days? Yes, the retreat's over those same days. So it starts with one class on the Wednesday night, and then there's three classes Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and two classes on Sunday. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Well, it was, it was a pleasure, and thank you for having me. That was Erin McCauley with All Things Writers Fest. Be sure to get your tickets for Writers Fest 2022. They are on sale as of July 15th, and as Erin mentioned, perhaps earlier if you head to their website. Now, I'm sure you've heard this from me a million times, but I cannot stress enough that here at CFRC, we are celebrating our 100th anniversary. And as part of our celebrations, we are having a centennial concert that is on July 29th at the mansion. We have a fantastic lineup of local bands with Melancholy Caravan, Hinterwood, Frank Ryan, and the Codas. Doors will open at 8 p.m. and music starts at 9 p.m. And you can get your tickets in advance on Eventbrite for $15 or for $20 cash at the door. Be sure to get your tickets so you don't miss out. Again, that is on July 29th. Before we wrap things up, here's a little snippet of what you can expect at the concert with Remedy by Hinterwood. You just don't go quite my speed. Maybe that's not what I mean. A cruel game of catch-up's what this is. And I don't want to be your remedy. I'm not one to stay and sit. Oh 
Thank you for joining me here on the Kingston Curator this week, and be sure to stay tuned on CFRC 101.9 FM to keep up with all your local arts news.